Hello everyone, Ethan here with a quick announcement. Next month, I will be moving to Texas for a new job, and I won't have access to internet and all this stuff for a little bit. Plus, Jake said he was feeling kind of burned out and needed a little bit of a mental health break. So, that being said, we will be taking a short break from new episodes. You can call this a season break, a, you know, summer break, whatever. We will be back. That's something that we are planning on doing. Even once I get down and settled, I might be bringing on some special guests or whatever until Jake feels like he's recharged and ready to come back. Again, we appreciate to everyone here that listens to our podcast. We don't know anything about anything when it comes to movies, so the fact that we get the handful of listeners we get weekly is really cool to us. So we will be back with some new movies, maybe some special guests, so stay tuned in the future for that. Until then, we'll see you later. And he had a... I've had it with this dump! We've got no food, we've got no jobs, our pets' heads are falling off! I'll start. My name is Rod, and I like to park. I said it before and I'll say it again. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Welcome to the Have You Seen This podcast. I am your host, Ethan Wilson, here with my good friend and co-host, Jake Spencer. What's up? This is a podcast where we, one of us, picks a movie that the other one has not seen, and then they watch it during the week, and then we discuss it during the show. This week's episode is on John Carpenter's The Thing from 1982, starring Kurt Russell Wilford Brimley, Keith David, Richard Mauser, and the scariest flipping dog that I've ever seen in a movie, dude. Um, and then it was directed by the great John Carpenter of Halloween fame. 1978's Halloween. One of my favorite movies ever. It is a film about a research team in Antarctica that is hunted by a shape-shifting alien that assumes the appearance of its victims. So, Jake... What's up, dude? Well, what's up? How you feeling? You know it's me? Do you need to do a blood test? Just kidding. How you feeling? Uh, I feel good. I gave you I, mean, I gave you a trigger warning before you watch this movie this week that it is kind of goopy and bloody. The the goopy and the bloodiness weren't the my issues with this film. It's when the monsters started sprouting like spider legs and I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Or when he was, you know, pulling out the organs and just, uh, just the the mutated and malformed people and animals. I was just like, Ugh. yeah. This is a movie that I, I, the reason I watched it was because John Carpenter directed it, and like I said before, John Carpenter directed and wrote and scored Halloween nineteen seventy eight. He did all of that movie. Um, and I love that movie. I have a, a Michael Myers mask in my house that is displayed as decoration year round, not just for Halloween time. 
Yeah, baby. Um, that's Mike Myers. Yeah, yeah that... <laughs> that's a bad, <laughs> Thank that's you. A bad joke. Jake. <laughs> that's not funny, Jake. No, seriously though, uh, I when people were talking about Halloween back in the day, I'd just be like, wait, the guy who was uh, Austin Powers is in a horror movie? I was so confused. Yeah, uh, <laughs> in the movie, he's just uh, in the first one, and then most recently this newest one, which like retcons everything that happened after the first one in 78 they just call him the shape like okay. they refer to the child as michael myers but as him as the serial killer later he's just referred to as the shape or the boogeyman but that's neither here nor there because it's a different movie um so I wanted more content from John Carpenter and he's done like, he's done like, like a bunch of different movies. He's Escape from New York with Kurt Russell. Oh yeah. Uh, he's done both the Halloween movies, Halloween three, which has not got Mike, Ma- Michael Myers in it at all. It's like a different, it, cause he originally wanted those Halloween movies to be like an anthology series. Oh yeah. But then the Michael Myers character was such a big hit that the studio said, Nope, we want more of that guy. I just went on a terror of watching his movies um, once I found out who he was. Uh, he makes good stuff. A lot of times he scores his own movies, which his soundtracks are really cool. The scores to his movies are really cool. The The score to Halloween is super creepy. Just listening to the score is scary. Um, yeah. I have it on vinyl. It's pretty cool. Uh, but Jake, uh, did you know about this movie before you watched it or I told you about it? I've definitely heard of it, and that's pretty much it. I didn't know really what it was about or anything. Yeah, I'm not super into, like, alien sci-fi scary movies. Um, Like, I've seen Ridley Scott's Alien before, but I haven't really seen any of the sequels. I've seen, like, the first Predator. I'm just in, like, Event Horizon and stuff, and I'm just not, like, seeking out alien horror. Yeah. Um... So I wasn't expecting to like this movie, but also when I think of alien horror, I think of it taking place like in space or on like a different planet. This one is on on our actual Earth, 1982's yeah. Earth. Um, so it's kind of a different concept. So Jake, we'll just hop right in to discussing this film. What were some dislikes? Or problems that you had with this movie. So, we'll start from the very beginning with the helicopter chase scene with the Norwegians. There were no muzzle flashes on that gun when he was shooting it. And th- uh, that's pretty much I mean, my only beef with that specific scene. Yeah. That and he, he can't hit the dog. That's also but. what I said. Dude in the helicopter is a miserable shot. At that range, even in a moving helicopter, that dog's not running very fast. Yeah. They would have slowed down. I mean, I've seen videos. I mean, they do it here uh, and in Texas where you can take, like, helicopter trips um, mm. where it's, like, it's pretty much like varmint control um, where you're taking out coyotes and boars and all sorts of stuff, and yeah. then they go get them after they kill them. But it's like, uh, it's like varmint control so they don't tear up the land or attack cattle or whatever. But these yeah. dudes are flying in those helicopter things that I've seen. Those dudes are flying like 50, 60 miles an hour and just popping, you know, coyotes that are half the size of a full grown Malamute, Alaskan Malamute dog from yeah. way up high in the air. Uh, it seems yeah. like these dudes being 
probably military trained, um, military research team, uh, would be able to shoot a moving target from a helicopter, but you never yeah. know. Yeah. But considering what we see in the next scene when they land with a grenade. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> that's actually in my likes, but I'll say not. Oh, yeah, I said uh, the bro with the grenade shouldn't have had buttered popcorn for his snack that day. Because it just <laughs> whip right out of his hand when he went back to throw it. And, it, and, and then instead like, of like. He's like trying to dig it out of the snow. Like, dude, just yeah, run away. Yeah, why not just run away? Just run away, dude. Because he's like, either I'm going to find this grenade or I'm going to kill myself and not have to be assimilated into being an alien. Yeah, that's a fair point. So did, did you already say your first dislike? Yeah. Oh, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. And then when he's playing chess against the computer, is my and he just destroys it. I'm like, what a baby. Now he won't even get to use it again. I mean, he didn't get to use it later anyway, but, you know, if nothing happened, he just broke his, his chess computer. Yeah. So. He, he calls it like a cheating bitch or something when he pours yeah. his whiskey into the, the hard drive. Stupid. Um, rule number one. Uh, in all horror movies, especially space ones, if you find a ship that is uh, a spaceship that is frozen in the ice, undisturbed, just leave it alone. Yep. You don't exactly. need to open it up. Just leave it alone. Blow it up. Whatever you want to do, just don't. Whatever you want, whatever you do, don't open it and take out things. Or, I guess that alien gets out and crawls away and then freezes in the ice. But, yeah. Um, but like. Just leave it be. I mean, I know that's how they found Captain America, so that was a lucky time. It wasn't... Uh, it's not like they went in there and found Red Skull, who just eviscerated them with Hydra weapons in that movie. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Not a good idea. <coughs> so go ahead, Jake. Um, let's see. The cap... Or the, 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 the boss guy... I can't remember his name. He br- like when the Norwegians are there shooting, he just breaks the window to shoot outside. Yeah, it's like, bro, and you're in Antarctica. Later on, don't break the window, yeah, man. Later on, Kurt Russell says like he's taking out the generator. It's gonna be a hundred below degree, hundred degrees below zero in fifteen minutes. And it's yeah. like you just got this dude willy nilly breaking out windows in the facility. Yeah. <laughs> um. My last main big problem was uh, why do people keep wandering off by themselves in this movie? It's just a constant, a constant thing. They said, don't be alone in this room. Don't be alone by yourself, blah, blah, blah. And then the dude just like walk off like, okay. And then he just walks into the room with the monster that they think is dead. Or they wander off down the road because they see something moving. Like, no, you don't need to go down there. Don't go down there. There's probably an alien down there that's just going to kill you and take your body over. Yeah. My next one, I was nitpicking a bit, but there's at least one shot where you can see the shadow of the camera and the cameraman on like a, a where they push forward. Yeah, I noticed like that through too. Through a doorway. I'm like, oh, there's the shadow of the camera right there. Yeah. But. I noticed that too. Um, John Carpenter's like style is like those long single shots through hallways and stuff. It really works in with Halloween because you're supposed to be seeing from the like the POV of Michael Myers when he's doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of like his his shtick where he does these long panning things around the corner and down the hallway and into the room. And this one he's using yeah. it as the dog, like the dog yeah. is going through this uh, the this thing. <clears throat> 
Uh, they messed up on the lighting a bit so where you could see the shadow. Yeah, of the you could see the it behind him. You just see it reflecting or casting a shadow. Yeah, I know what part you're talking about. It's yeah. the dogs walking through the facility. Unwatched, yeah. like, this is a random dog that these dudes are obviously shooting at. So I'm just going to let it wander around yeah. wildly in our, our what it seems to be a research station that is funded by the United States government. So you probably, I would imagine, need sterile conditions in some parts of it yep they're just letting this dog wander around no big deal yeah that they don't even know why where it came from really yeah and one of the i think it's wilford brimley's character that says why was that dog in the in the lounge to begin with why wasn't he in here to begin with um and that one dude just like i don't know i don't know (laughs) which they do that to make you think that he has been assimilated because he's been around the dog the most already. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Spoiler alert, they test his blood, and he's fine, but Kurt Russell put a bullet in his head. Popped him in the head already. Well, that makes you a murderer, doesn't it? Man, Keith David's so cool in this movie. Oh, yeah, I like this character <laughs> a lot. <clears throat> so you got more? Do you have any more dislikes? I don't have any more. Do you have any more? I've got a few more. Okay. I wrote, I am not a fan of the creature thing or how it looks or what it does to things. And then it says... I think I'm going to be doing a lot of screen and eye covering for this movie, yeah. which Wh- is accurate. Yeah. I was just like blocking part of the screen with my hand. I'm like, okay, let's just try to, s-. and I'll peek every now and then. I'd be like, cause a lot of it is just so disgusting. Yeah. And they're like shooting green goop out of that dude's stomach at that one point, And like the little, the hoses looking things that come out. Yep. Don't like that. that stuff. Yeah. It's, it's really like uh, it's really crazy. The, ma- the the stomach mouth, dude. That part's so sick. I I love that that scene. How it's just, and we'll get into that later. But uh, yeah, this movie just kind of almost more than it didn't scare me as much as it made me like feel fucking. It's, sick. Yeah, it's like a body horror movie, and it yeah, being like like if this movie was made was made today, it would look like Saw, which is disgusting and unwatchable, or something like that. Yeah. One of those movies. As to where this, they're like, they're at limited to what they could do in 1982, uh, but they're yeah. they're trying to make this thing look as out of worldly as possible. And they did a good job at just using all practical effects. I mean, I wasn't. It was enough to where I was just constantly disgusted by the monsters and stuff. Every time they popped up, it's just like, oh, yeah, really, yeah. And then uh, my next one was Blair deserves to be put down for doing all that like sabotaging especially what he did with the dogs but you know it's revealed later that he was a, a, a monster you know fully assimilated and all that <laughs> that alien's got diabetes dude <laughs> yeah he did uh diabetes my i have two more giant face with spider legs no thanks yeah i do not like spiders and for me at least in my house, they're kill on sight. If I see one, it's dead. Bro, but that part where where it's got, like, the camera and you can see the hallway and that, that spider's like, all right, I'm just down here. And it's like, it's like just... I didn't... That I, one dude's like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Yeah, seriously. I was just like, oh, gosh. And then there was that scene where, you know, where they're testing the blood, the one guy realize he was found out and then like sitting there like moving up and down with the other guy's head in his little fly trap i'm like oh what the fuck is this movie (laughs) 
I'm sitting here just like, and that wasn't even a part of my dislike. I was just like, Ugh, I can't watch this right now. See, your your reaction and my reaction, I've seen so much of this stuff. Like Stuff like that is just so funny to me. Like that guy, This is, this is Windows, stuff that would traumatize me as a child. Windows I, getting whipped around by the flytrap body. is. I was just cracking up. I had a hard enough time getting to sleep last night after this movie. And if I had seen this when I was younger, dude, there's this would this would have scarred me so long. Like I don't watch so I watched it mm-hmm. when I was a kid. Yeah. Nope. I, I just like I didn't even bother watching the new one because I'm like, I was scarred from the first one. Like even like the the giant spider in the second one was like, oh no. Dude, it no. looks so bad. <clears throat> even in the new one, but, even in the new one, no, but like, like even like the old one, it like it looked, you know, real enough back in the 90s when I saw it, I'm just like, no, thanks. I can't. I it can't looked real this. enough to a, a tiny Jake Spencer, but it's a yeah, it was a trash effect back then, too. I know people that talk about how disappointed they are with the back half of that miniseries that well, watched it when it was like, on TV. They didn't like the second half because it changed the tone a bit. But, you know, especially if they were older when you saw it, you could see like, oh, yeah, that clearly looks fake. But when you're like not even 10 or whatever, and you see that, then you're just like, <gasps> anyways. See, JC, JC had a similar experience, except it was with Tim Curry in, as the clown. It wasn't the spider that traumatized I didn't like JC. the clown either, man. The clown, the, that clown is directly responsible for JC just getting sick to her stomach anytime she sees a clown, even to this day. Yeah. She's, you know, 30 years old. I just, uh, that whole, like, this is, we're just still talking about that movie. But, like, there's that scene where, like, the clown pokes his head from, like, the shower drain. I'm like, fuck, no! <laughs> and even still now, I'm just like, like, sometimes in my adult life, I'm just like, I really hope there's no clown looking at me from the shower yeah, drain. Yeah, I, and, I mean, I don't know. Clowns have never scared me. The only clown that's ever given me any kind of, like, spook is, um, what was it? He's, fr- he's in the terrifier series i don't even remember what his name is but um <clears throat> yeah so i mean we kind of derailed a little bit but as, i mean like as far as this movie <clears throat> um there was yeah most of this stuff that happened is just so outlandish to me my first reaction to it yeah. is that it's funny and that's yeah. so, with a lot of other like horror movies that use like back to it the 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 in the theaters i went and watched the new ones with my buddy brandon who's been on the show a couple times and we were like sitting in the full theater and stuff would happen and we would just be like and like laughing about it and and people would be like what like we were like they thought we were weird because we thought it was funny i was like this this clown just did like this crazy shaky movement across the screen it's funny looking i don't know what you guys are getting scared about um so you have any more dislikes jake i have one more i said big build up to the final monster form for it to end after 30 seconds yeah i'm like budgets there's also another joke there but i won't get to it (laughs) uh there's an innuendo there budgets man And uh, funny enough, the final form of the monster was not scary to me at all. I'm like, oh, I've fought this monster like a dozen times in various Final Fantasy yeah, games. Yeah, I mean, it's because they show it. That's yeah one thing that I that we'll talk about later. It's always just those in-between ones where it's just like the monster is not fully formed. It's just like, oh, it's disgusting. But 
Anyways, that's all my dislikes. Cool. Favorite parts and lines, Jake? Hit me with one. Uh, I didn't have a ton. I had about six. The guy diving on the grenade, and then when it blows up, you can see his body just go whoop, just fly straight up. <laughs> <laughs> that actually got me a big laugh because mm-hmm. I was just like, I didn't, you know, it was before anything really, really intense started happening. So I was just like, okay. Yeah. That's all right. That's kind of funny. Um, my first thing was I love the opening title card. The spaceship flies past and, and goes towards the Earth. And then, like, the way that they burn in the thing on the screen. Yeah, that was cool. <clears throat> it's really cool. And it's got that real ominous wah, wah behind it. Um, which is something that, like, um, a lot of the Halloween soundtrack, there's a lot of, like, single key dong on the yeah. uh, thing. And he, like, he'll, like, twinkle the higher notes and dun. Yeah, we heard similar song, uh, similar music stylings in um, The Shining. And, ironically, um, There Will Be Blood. <laughs> the bench warmers breaking balls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, You're never gonna let that one no, go. No, never. That's gonna be a sing- one single joke for the rest of eternity. <laughs> oh man. Um, so what was your next one? Mac with the big Yosemite Sam hat. Yeah, that was my second one. I said, I said Kurt Russell's flying. <laughs> I love that. Kurt Russell's flying hat is so sick. Like he just he doesn't <laughs> ever wear. He's like, all right, I gotta go get this helicopter. Bump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought that was so good. I'm just like, okay, that's a good one. And I wonder if that was like a character choice. Like they were like showing what Kurt Russell's wardrobe was being. And Kurt Russell was just like, you know what? I think McCready would wear this hat when he was flying the helicopter. He was watching uh, SNL with Burt, uh, with um, the, even though this was like 10 years after this movie came out, the celebrity Jeopardy with, um, oh shoot. Norm MacDonald. Norm Macdonald playing Burt Reynolds. I just watched Billy Madison last night, and he's yeah. in that Okay, movie. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the big hat. <laughs> That's what that reminded me of. I'm like, yeah, big hat. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, Mac McCready, uh, not knowing the difference between Swedes and Nords and still keep calling the Nords Swedes even when they're at this, like, horrible murder scene. Yeah. He's like, Swedes, where are you? And, and, he's like, they're Norwegian. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wilford Brimley's like, they're Norwegians, Mac. <laughs> Fun fact, the helicopter that said, uh, they're like, it says Norge. It's pronounced Norga, and it's for, it's a Norwegian for Norway. So, I'm going to get a nerd alert siren for you. Is that a nerd alert for, for, for <laughs> kind of knowing a language, sort of? I've, I've been learning it you for the smart, last six months. You smart guy, yes. You I'm smart, smart guy. guy. Um... I enjoy the the fact that they're. Uh, I guess I skipped. Never mind. You go ahead. I skipped you. So. No. Okay. I was gonna say the classic throw the gun when out of ammo move. Yeah. Uh, I loved that. Tom Sizemore. He's just like pat pat pat. They just throws him like. <laughs> Tom Sizemore I mean, does that to a Nazi in Saving Private Ryan. He <laughs> gets, uh, he gets shot in the butt running away from this from them getting closed in on, and as he's going over the hill, he's shooting his his nineteen eleven. He gets shot mm-hmm. in the butt. Screams about it, throws his nineteen eleven at a Nazi running at him. <clears throat> um, said I enjoy the fact that they're vague on like what they're researching on. They don't like you see those oil barrels, but then they don't like allude to 
that they're doing scientific research on an environment. They're yeah. Look, they're hunting for drill sites. Uh, it's just Antarctic Research Facility Program, U.S. Yep, Antarctica Research is. Facility Program. Um, so I like that. Uh, I just thinks it makes it more interesting instead of like. Because if it's a bunch of dudes drilling into an ecosystem for oil, it makes you less sympathetic to them because they're destroying exactly, something. Yeah. So. <clears throat> I wrote, despite the nitpicking from before, the camera work and cinematography is all around really well done. Like, just despite that one, you know, pull-up shot where you could, you know, see the shadow, I really like the camera work in this movie. I, I enjoyed it. You're going to really like Halloween when we do it in October. Mm. <laughs> that sounded less enthusiastic mm. than I meant it. Mm. I just meant like, I, just see, yep. I see the soul in Jake's face crush. Just, mm. I was also, you know. <laughs> um, I love a good matte painting, man. And when they come over to that, when they come over that, uh, uh, that ridge, it, dude, and that's just a matte it, painting that looks so cool. It's just yeah. that's something that we lost with CGI is that these yeah. like they they hired an artist to paint this giant winterscape looking thing and you can tell it's a painting and they like oh, yeah. digitally put in like the guys walking on top of it and stuff but it just looks uh, yeah, so I cool. Yeah, I liked that too a lot. They do that and they do that all over those those first 3 Star Wars movies. <clears throat> oh yeah. to make the planets look a lot bigger. Uh it is really cool. I like it. It's a art it's an art form that they don't use anymore because they have technology that we can just build a escape with like the Unreal Engine. That's what they're doing using for Star Wars now is just building stuff with Unreal Engine. Um yep. <clears throat> but no one does the matte paintings anymore. But so when they pop up in a movie like this or like when Chevy Chase, Steve Martin, and Mark uh, and Martin Short are singing that song, and uh, Three Amigos, and all that stuff is just a matte painting, like desert scape. It just looks cool. Yeah. Um. So I really liked uh, the 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 straight look down onto the crashed spaceship that was uncovered, and then when they're walking on top of it, back up where you can see one of the guys on top of the the cliff, and they're yeah. walking up, and you can see the brush strokes in the painting and stuff. It just looked cool. Yeah, it looked really cool. My next one, I thought it was interesting when Childs, Keith David's character, was axing that door. And you could tell the first, like, two or three swings, he was going easy on it. And I was just guessing so he didn't break the door super easily. Like, you know, you brought up in, like, in The Shining where, you know, Jack Nicholson was breaking the door too easily. Yeah. So I just, I thought that was interesting. So I put that in my likes. I'm just like, oh, they did, he did kind of pull his, uh, Axe hits a yeah. little bit. Uh, speaking of Keith David, I love the fact that there is a mutated alien dead in the laboratory that they're all looking at. And Keith David, Keith David keeps saying, I don't believe in any of this voodoo bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> that is a true QAnon conspiracy theorist person today. Keith David, RIP, Childs, he would be, he would be a, a, a Q truther. Just this <laughs> does right in front of his face. He's like, I don't believe any of this stuff. It's not real. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, you have any more, Jake? Mine is just a reiteration of just the final monster. I'm just like, it looks like a video game boss. Yeah. Um, I have 
like six more. They're pretty quick. Um, yeah, get him. The first one is Blair. I, uh, even though he's obviously an alien and he's trying to keep them from getting someone there to help them, he's smashing everything, which is mm-hmm. retroactively. I think that I think when he's smashing on the computer room, that's him. He's figured out he's probably going to be assimilated or he has been assimilated and there's some semblance of him left so he's smashing all the radio equipment so they don't because he's watching the computer directly before that and it's telling him all the 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 calculations of how fast this thing would kill off humanity if it got to a mainland so he smashes everything and then they put him in that barn outside (laughs) and i love that shot where they go check on him like 20 minutes later and he's like, I'm ready to come out. I'm okay. And there's just a noose hanging. A noose hanging there? <laughs> yeah, I thought that was kind of funny, too. Um, the scene where uh, uh, McCready is up in his shack, and he's doing that captain's log, and he's just like, update number one, I'm drunk, I'm naked. I don't think I'm an alien, but then again, I've always felt like one. I don't know what real. I don't know what is, what is real and fake anymore. McCready <laughs> out. It's just like he's logging. He logs this stuff once. If someone finds this, then you'll be able to tell that you know somebody would know what happened up here. Yeah. Uh, it was just a very funny scene to me. I was laughing at it. Um. The the bang bang effect of them doing the defibrillator on that guy who the alien assimilated and the body had a heart attack. Um, which, okay, this is the one thing that I wanted to ask you, Jake. So, when it assimilates somebody, it's making, it kills the, the person and it makes an a exact copy of this itself that is the alien. It's not the person anymore. So, why would this, why would the alien have a heart attack? No idea, dude. So... <clears throat> Uh, there's a couple of things in that in the movie like that that I'm like it doesn't make sense because when that guy goes out and howls in the snow and his hands all long and then they torch him, they said if he would have had you know two more minutes we wouldn't have been able to tell the difference. Um, but this one, this he it's like the alien assimilates the guy and then he just has a heart attack. Uh, but they do the defibrillator clear shock, clear shock. Clear, and then he goes, and the mouth opens up, chomps the guy's hands, yeah. <laughs> um, straight, and then he torches them because that's what they do. I mean, I love the fact that they're just they're just torching and fire extinguishing everything in this movie <laughs> yeah. the whole time. Um, but as they're torching the body of that dude, it drips off, and the little tongue tube slicks out, pulls itself under the desk, and it's. It, spr- it sprouts legs and turns into a spider crab thing. Um, it's just a lot of crazy practical effects and getting that stuff to where it's moving. And because they tried to do some stop motion stuff at the end with the big monster, but John Carpenter yeah. said it looked like garbage, so he didn't want to use it. So all this stuff is animatronic practical effects so there that head is moving around with the mouth moving and the eyeballs moving and stuff it's just all super impressive practical effects work yeah um impressive even though you don't like it jake i know you didn't like it but it's really cool that he was able to do that the kid that did it um and in it chapter two they do a spider head thing with one of the kids 
and it's all CGI and it looks like hot trash. So, um, I much like today they like if they I know they they did a prequel quote unquote of this movie where you're with the Norwegian crew in 2011 called The Thing. Um, and I'm sure it was a CGI gobbledygook mo- mess of a monster at the end of that movie. Yeah, probably. Um, I really like when they're doing the blood tests and um, they find out everybody but that one guy that was the dude smoking weed with a jean vest. <coughs> um, and then the, the captain that they suspected was assimilated because he had the key to the blood. Yeah. Um, they, they poke the hot copper into his blood and nothing happens. And that guy says, I know, I know you gentlemen have been through a lot, but when you get the chance, I'd, I'd rather not spend the entire winter tied to this effing couch. Cause they had him all tied up. Yep. Um, and then the last thing, uh, I said the the monster at the end is like when the Power Rangers got all their Zords together at the end of an episode to make a Super Megazord. It's just <laughs> a dog and windows and all these people's faces. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> all gooped into one goopy body. Mm-hmm. So, Jake, that's all I have. Yeah. <clears throat> so our next category is does this hold up in 2021? I mean, for an old classic movie, sure. I mean, there isn't really anything aside from technology and, you know, a film that was made, you know, 30-something years ago. You know, I, th- I think, you know, story-wise and acting-wise, I think it I think it works out really well. Yeah. 30-something years ago would be the 90s, Jake. 30-something, I mean, I'm just, I'm just anywhere between 30 to 39, so... I'm just, I, this is crazy thinking about it. Because I mean, I'm made, 33 and I was born in the 80s, so. Don't lie, Jake. We all know you're 54. <clears throat> um, I said, as far as movie making and horror movies, yes, this movie does well. What tons and tons of horror movies today fail to do, and I know you're not as versed in watching scary movies as I am. Um, but right now, the big popular movie is the Haunted House movie. All these scary movies that are coming out are all there's something wrong with the house type movies. Ah. There's a new there's a new Conjuring movie coming out. Um, there's been two other ones. Um, the first one's very good. Um, but even the later ones fall into this where this movie does a good job of really setting an atmosphere of inescapable like. You're not getting away. Yeah. Um, a lot of these, there's something wrong with the house movies. Uh, the mom or dad gets possessed or whatever, and you don't, you can't tell it immediately. And as the movie goes on, it gets worse. So they bring in a demonologist team or so on. They have someone from the Catholic Church to do an exorcist type of deal, and crazy stuff happens and then it's a happy ending and the family just moves on with their life so you get a happy ending you get some kind of like resolve as to where this one is like no even if you kill this thing you're stuck here there's no generator uh there's no heat there's no way to get off this place there's no way to radio anybody 
even if yep. you even if you finish it, you're still going to it's still over for you. And you get the the meeting at the end with McCready and uh, Childs. You know you don't know um, if either one of them is assimilated. Really, Childs disappears and comes back, and McCready is in direct contact with that alien the whole time. You don't know how yeah. long it is between the time he blows up the facility and wanders and finds Childs. You don't know how long it is. So you don't know if either one of these guys is infected, to which a uh, search team shows up in the spring, and bang, it gets to the mainland anyways. <clears throat> yep. Um, so, like, movies like Midsummer does this. This movie, um, Hereditary to a point. These movies that it it's just like, you're here, you're stuck, there's no getting away. And that is just the scariest situation that I when I have a bad dream or something, it is a situation where I'm stuck there and I can't get away. Um, so <clears throat> I really like uh, that this movie's ending is pretty ambiguous and scary uh, versus, yeah. you know, McCready and Child skip happily into the wintry abyss and get rescued by Han Solo on his tauntaun or something. Yep. So. <laughs> <clears throat> I think it holds up. I think if this movie came out today, like you said, the technology, like the effects they use look dated, but narrative wise and how it was shot is just, it, it could go toe to toe with anything that's came out in the last 10 years, probably. So our next category, Jake is fun facts. Go ahead and start with those. I don't really. Okay. I said, said you're writing some down already. Uh, John Carpenter has stated all of his out of all of his films, this is his personal favorite. Hmm. Handy to know. Yeah. Um, a tradition in British Antarctic research stations to watch the. Thi- it is a tradition. I'm sorry, to watch uh, the thing as a part of their midwinter feast and celebration every June 21st. So Jake, don't apply to be a British. Arctic Research uh, Station Technician. I don't think I'll have to worry about that. You never know. You're over here learning Norwegian. That's a fair point. (laughs) Uh, The film is considered a benchmark in special uh, makeup effects. The effects were created by Rob Botten, who was only 22 years when he started, 22 years old when he started the project. Dude was a 22 year old, did all that movie makeup and the monster effects work and everything. Yeah, dude. Nuts. The dog, whose name is Jed at the beginning, was a very well-trained dog. It says the shot of him walking down the hallway and searching for a human was done in about four or five takes. Yeah, dude. Scary dog. It's just got some crazy looking eyes, man. Yeah. Um, to give illusion of, of icy Antarctic conditions, interior sets on the Los Angeles sound stages were refrigerated down to 40 degrees Fahrenheit while it was well over 100 degrees Fahrenheit outside. And I said, it's like working in a hot pocket. Bang. Solid joke. It's like working in a hot pocket. Don't laugh too hard, Jake. Um, 
the film's the film's budget, which was fifteen million, is was substantially larger than the average horror film at the time. Friday the Thirteenth in nineteen eighty cost only seven hundred thousand, while John Carpenter's original Halloween had been a pul- a paltry three hundred seventy-five thousand. So this dude got handed a bucket of money and told to go make a scary movie. That's not bad. Uh, Open the same day as Ridley Scott's Blade Runner. Similarities don't end there. Both movies met with unfavorable reactions by critics at premiere, but are now considered uh, some of the greatest films ever made. Interesting. Yeah, that's that's cool. Uh, I can't really find really anything that's like interesting enough for me to read. The only problem with this location was we couldn't get any beer. John Carpenter said about the opening sequence in Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> it took uh, Kurt Russell about a year to grow out the famous beard he rocks in this movie, which is crazy because he has some crazy facial hair in The Ungrateful Eight, too. Mm. You ever seen that movie? No. Nope. It's a cool movie. It's... <clears throat> A movie about people in civil, like right after the Civil War times, that are stuck in this mountain during a blizzard. Pretty much the same movie without the alien. <clears throat> um, the thing is roughly between six to ten minutes of screen time, which is great. The less you show your monster people that are making horror movies, the more scary the monster will be. Go watch Jaws. Go see how the people react to Jaws coming out of the theater in 1978. And then go see how much they actually used the shark. It's not in the movie hardly at all. <clears throat> uh, unused music composed for this film was later used uh, by Ennio Morricone in Quentin, Tar- Quentin Tarantino's The Hateful Eight. Ironically, Morricone's The Thing score was nominated for a Razzie for the worst score, while the score for The Hateful Eight won him an Oscar. So the unused music that he used in the hateful eight won him an oscar but this one won him the in the thing it won him a razzie interesting uh the computer estimates that once the organism reaches civilization everyone will be wiped out in about twenty-seven thousand hours which equals 1125 days or three years in one month not bad that's pretty quick yep Probably be faster once the news gets around that the alien infection's fake news. Yeah. <laughs> um, in the DVD commentary, John Carpenter said Wilford Brimley was the only cast member not to be made squeamish by the autopsy scene where real animal organs were used. Yeah, I didn't like that at all. <laughs> um... The film was originally banned for release in Finland. Why? Uh, That's weird. Yeah. Too violent, probably. It's the 80s. Yeah, that's true. In a cast of 15, there was not one female character in the film. Even the 1951 original had female characters. The only female presence in the film was the voice of McCready's chess computer. And the contestant scene on, scene on the game show that Palmer watches, a scene containing a female blow-up doll was filmed and was left on the cutting room floor. Good idea. 
according to John Carpenter, the original one crew member that was female, or they'd had one that was female but was pregnant and forced her to leave the production. She was replaced by a male. In contrast, the film's prequel, The Thing, 2011, has a female main character, uh, which is liberal Hollyweird's SJW agenda to make a female the main character of every movie, Jake. Doesn't that make you mad, Jake? No. Jake, that makes you mad. I see Jake's face right now. Jake is so mad. Not at all. (laughs) Um... Entertainment Weekly's ranked this as the twelfth scariest movie of all time. How do you feel about that, Jake? That's pretty high up there. Out of the, let's see, one, two, three. I guess you can consider the Mummy as horror movie. So you've seen with me, you've seen Scream, The Thing, Midsummer, and The Mummy. Which one's the scariest one for you? I don't know. Uh, probably this one. I probably covered my eyes with this one a lot. Same with the weird, gruesome scenes in Midsummer, but this one was probably way more. Yeah, this one was more frequent than Midsummer. Wilford Brimley disagreed with the film's level of gore, believing it affected the audience negatively. You know what affects what affected Wilford Brimley negatively? Shh, too much yep. sugar intake. Yeah, it was. <laughs> R.I.P. Wilford. Good performance in this movie. Um. Oh, this is a this is a true fun fact. At around thirty-one minutes, the goop shot uh, at the dog in the kennel scene. So when the dog's up in the corner and the monster shoots the liquid at the dog, was a substance called carbopol, and it's the same substance found inside Twinkies. So, people that are eating wow. Twinkies, you're eating carbobalbasol. Or whatever it's called. And it was used to look like alien vomit. So, uh, enjoy, I guess. Pass. Um, around eight minutes, the words spoken by the pilot on entry at the camp are actually understandable for Norwegians. Yet, it is broken Norwegian. But the line goes, I'm not going to read it because it looks like a bunch of made up words to me. Uh, but it translates to, get the hell out of here. That's not a dog. That's some sort of thing. It's imitating a dog. It isn't real. Get away, you idiots. If the dude just would have spoke American, he would have saved a whole crew of problems. So. They actually have the, the Norwegian written out in the fun facts. Yeah, it's like, stay till helvete om kom derevek deret ter ik in... I don't even know how to... There's that many consonants together makes no sense to me. So, I'm just going to stop before I... Some of them are silent. Like Django, the D is silent. <clears throat> um, so, there was a couple of casts, uh, West, uh, uh, changes of people that were looked at. One of them was yeah. Nick Nolte <laughs> for McCready. Jeff Bridges. You imagine Jeff? I mean, Jeff Bridges is a great actor, but I—he's just. Oh yeah. He's just. All I'll ever see him as Harry Dunn and and uh, Dumb and Dumber. Um, <laughs> it's just the idea that, <laughs> according to the map, it says <laughs> that we've only gone about three inches. I don't know if we have enough gas to get there, man. <laughs> 
uh, Harrison Ford for McCready and Clint Eastwood as McCready. Clint, it would have been funny. Clint Eastwood would just have been so sultry towards the alien. Oh, yeah, exactly. And racist. He would have yelled, called it racist things. <laughs> and then Blair, uh, Donald Pleasance, was considered, who plays the psychologist in Halloween. He's Michael Myers' doctor. Uh, he wouldn't have been very good as Wilfred Brimley's character. He's like a real wispy talking man. He's like, it's the boogie. Yeah. He's the boogeyman. I've seen his eyes. So uh, he wouldn't have been very good. But that's all I got, Jake. You got anything else, Jake? I don't have anything else. So this is a 10 out of 10 recommend from Jake. I know that. I don't even have to ask. We skipped that category today because I knew what his answer would be, which is a resounding yes. Go watch this movie. So, on social media, we can be found at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. On Twitter, we are Seen As Have You. On Instagram and Facebook, we're HYST Podcast. On Twitter and Instagram, I am Ethan Tyler Wilson with no E and Tyler. What about you, Jake? I am at J-A-E-K Spencer on Twitter and Instagram. Until next time, well, I guess... Hold on. I guess I could tell you where we can be found on any streaming platform where you get your podcasts. If you like us on iTunes, leave us a little five star review and comment everywhere else. Just give us a click and a download. We appreciate it. Um, and that's about it for me. Jake, you got anything else you want to tell listeners before we leave? Nope. All right. So. Until next time, I'm Ethan Wilson. And I'm Jake Spencer. We'll see you later. Bye. Now for our last speaker. One of the greatest presidents in American history. Mr. Abraham Lincoln. These two great gentlemen are dedicated to a proposition which was true in my time just as it's true today be excellent to each other and <laughs>